Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. You can call me Grim, and I'm here with <laughs> Dr. <Elizabeth> Mambo. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Dr. Mambo. I knew, I was like, he's going to call himself Grim. <laughs> I mean, you have to after, after seeing Wait, Are the you movie. saying you directed this movie? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying my name. <laughs> I'm saying you can call me Grim. It's my skater name, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're back with another episode for everyone today. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you ever want to shoot us some feedback, Eliz, where can people do that? Yeah, uh, you can send us an email, sequelrights at gmail.com, or reach out on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, at sequelrights. And we're heading into a new franchise, which means we just wrapped up an old franchise uh, with the Herbie movies. We loved them. If you were listening to them, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you liked one of our Herbie episodes, we'd really appreciate it. We really loved doing that series. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys thought about it. Yeah, in fact, uh, before we move into the uh, new series we're talking about, um, we did get an email in from uh, listener Joseph from London. Uh, and, you know, whenever people email in, we like to try to read a little bit of them out on the podcast here. Uh, Joseph said, great episode, Herbie episode, guys. As a lo- lifelong love bug fan, I have been very interested in- to hear the views of the uninitiated. Um, certainly us hardcore fans would be aghast at your low opinion of the first two sequels. Uh. I know Monte Carlo isn't very funny, but the locations are nice and there's Dean and racing. That's true. Um, he mentioned, uh, he mentioned a lot of things, but I thought, uh, one of the interesting points he brings up, um, you know, uh, he probably had just listened to the episode on the love bug 97. He said the biggest issue lots of fans had with, uh, the love bug 97 was the complete change in the look of Herbie. Did you guys notice this out of interest? Namely the 53 fonts and placements of the graphics, which I realize sounds OCD, but you know what fans, uh, can be like, it's a shame they didn't stick with the original look. Um, mm. I uh, yeah. did not. We notice definitely that. noticed. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, I definitely noticed that it was it was different. But you know, it's the '90s. They're updating yeah. it. They had the the scene where the artist is doing the hand painting when they're redoing it. Like, I that that's just what happens when you when you drag franchises into modernity. Yeah, uh, people people think that they have to do their riff on it, and sometimes that's cool, and sometimes it's not great. And this it it didn't bother me so much like i was like that's just what you have to do yeah. but i also think that that's a, a jadedness that comes from watching a new sequel every <laughs> that's right <laughs> we're ruining and ourselves. it's like i've seen worse <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh well he leaves uh, the email out saying uh how about doing the robocop franchise sometime so mm. there you go i would love there's, to there's, a, there's a suggestion for us uh thanks for writing in joseph um and thanks for listening yeah absolutely well, you know what, guys? We've been, um, like we said last week, social distancing, and uh, we decided to go just lean hard into that theme. Like we're going right on the nose. That's right, right on the nose. Everyone's stuck at home. Everyone's got cabin fever, like we said last week, and that's what we're talking about this week. Two thousand two's Eli Roth directed Cabin Fever. I feel nauseous. Well, it's not funny. Can you help me? No, 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 no. 
She's not coming near me! What's your problem? You guys gonna kill each other now? You don't look so hot. Help me. I need to be a doctor. I don't want to get sick. I don't want any of us getting sick. We just don't want to get it. <laughs> Man, sounds like they're having a good time at the old cabin in the woods. <laughs> no, not to be confused with cabin in the woods exactly yeah not to be confused with evil dead yes not, <laughs> not to be confused with every other movie about cabins in the woods yep so i feel like we thought we were being super clever by choosing this because of the title cabin fever but they really don't have cabin fever at all like they li- they it literally, literally is a fever in a cabin. cabin so by that definition they do have cabin fever <laughs> <laughs> they have some form of cabin fever. I knew it wasn't Fair about enough. people going crazy because they're Is like it, cut they don't off figuratively from, yeah. have cabin <laughs> fever. They literally, literally have cabin fever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, when you go on the nose, you also want to go literal. That's the <laughs> That's shows right. that you're the cleverest. Uh-huh, <laughs> also, uh-huh. if you can't find a song for the end of the episode, you should just play "Cabin Fever" from Muppet Treasure Island, which is a mm. masterpiece. Oh it's an yeah, amazing song. I think I'll be able to find something. Um, I know. I'm just kidding. About, we can talk about that later. But every time we've said "Cabin Fever" since last week, I just think of like we got Cabin Fever <laughs> from like Muppets. So. That is a great. That could be a great option, though. One of these, uh, maybe we'll have some bad music that we can't, can't uh, figure out something for. Oh, I bet we will. Oh yeah. Well, uh, so have any of you guys seen this movie before? I had not. Nope. Oh wow. Okay. I I'm the only one this time. I saw it back when it came out, and I remember mm. vividly uh, certain scenes that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, Tyler and I weren't old enough. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> We probably rented this somehow. I, I feel like maybe I didn't see it in theaters. So uh, yeah, although this was the time that I was going to like Cinevegas and the film festival, and I was going to see like Takashi Mike movies and things like mm-hmm. that. So like I wasn't like or um, Mike, but like Mike. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't going to correct you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee you, in two thousand two, I called him Takashi Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I although I've never been of like the, the super torture porn. Yeah, I I was definitely too young to see this movie in two thousand two. I'm sure. <laughs> I think I thought that I liked his movies for some reason, but then I feel like I was just confusing him with like other movies that are close to the torture porn genre, like the Saw series and stuff, but not quite. Like they have more of a thinking element to the torture, I guess. <laughs> and this is like just the torture. <laughs> so, yeah. And that because then when I looked at this filmography, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen any of these movies. I don't know like what I was thinking about. We just watch horror movies so much. So I just think, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, it's not hostile, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. That's super tortury. Um, yeah. I mean, I know. I love the conceit. If you're making a low budget horror film, is that people get a disease that make them die in more gruesome ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that turn their limbs into props, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so it looks like the movie was actually uh so it played at um tiff in 2002 and was actually uh yep. released in theaters in 2003 so just just to uh correct uh. so um but yeah this was uh i believe this was his first movie no yes i think that's correct yeah i think major one yeah um and uh yeah, this is. I remember this is the first time I had ever heard of him, and then you know proceeded to go see Hostel when that came out as well. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you guys think of this as a debut movie for Eli Roth? 
I think it's very much on brand, and I think for a low budget <laughs> horror movie uh, from like of 2002 when like that genre was kicking off and everything else, like I can see why it's made a name for him and made a name for this type of movie and and everything else. Like I thought that it was there was a lot of parts where I was like, this is fucking gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, and I thought all the characters were dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mean, but I think that's also the point of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought that if I was, I mean, I did sort of know, but if I was specifically being like, how is this as debut as a director? Like, I would be like, this person obviously has a lot of talent, but like, they got to get their head right, you know? <laughs> and I don't know enough about his future movies to know if he ever does. I guess we'll see. But uh, there's just so much like, thing, so many things that are like, offensive and just immature and like uh, and you know obviously he was pretty young when this came out but like yeah i I hope some of these things like with time and age and just becoming more worldly hopefully he has moved away from at the same at the same time this movie was about 20 years ago and so like uh, there's a lot of movies from that time that have aged very poorly very quickly and I think yeah. that there's some element of that to this. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, the the movie looks old as fuck right now. Watching it back again, and uh, honestly, yeah, I don't remember. You know, seeing it when it came out, I, you know, was younger and stupider, and I didn't even, you know, have any recollection of all the offensive stuff that I yeah. go back and watching it now and go, oh my god, what is going on in this movie? Yeah, um, but yeah, but I also I also uh, read a lot that he's like a. Um, you know, Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. and David Lynch are like his mentors and stuff. And it's yep. like, yeah, they have movies that are older that have some offensive stuff, but not stuff that's just like stupid yeah, and yeah. offensive, you know, like just like calling people gay for no reason mm-hmm. or just uh, calling people retards or just, you know, really horrible depictions of women. Some, some, yes, of course, but like not just in a less crass way. It just, it just to me smacks of like, immaturity and just like inexperience and not realizing like oh anybody could see this and like you know not taking those views into account i guess yeah well you know like any fun cabin in the woods story we we start with a a group of five was it is it five or six five five lovely uh, teenagers on their way to or college students. I don't know college students. I yeah, guess yeah, college students because she yells at a kid and says, "Don't go to college. It's a fucking scam." Oh, that's right. <laughs> but some of them have known each other for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. it's a long time. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, they're on their way out to some Airbnb they rented out in the woods <laughs> on Bunyan Mountain. <laughs> yeah. More importantly, when you have a long road trip ahead, you got to remember to pack your Game Boy Advance. Yes, <laughs> yes, there was a Game Boy Advance that I was very excited to see. That was hilarious. And it was like, damn, 2002 was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, we get, uh, you know, common, uh, you know, if you've seen Cabin in the Woods, uh, you know that uh, in any of those types of horror movies, you know that on the way they got to stop at the, uh, you know, someone, some ominous hillbilly uh, rest stop right on the way yeah, to the yeah. ominous the hillbilly exposition stop. Yep. <laughs> uh, and this one is uh, extra hilarious, I think. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's a bitey boy. Yeah. There's 
<laughs> I love that scene. This is a mo- moment that I totally did not remember at all, and it's one of the like craziest things in the movie that I'm like, what is going on with this? Dennis, who has very, very long hair, who at first I was like, is that a little girl? And then when they started calling him Dennis, I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, yeah he bites uh, Sean's hand off, practically. Yeah. Um, and I love that the, Paul, the dad whatever. comes out and he's like, Everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> duh, duh. But I did like that they were like, maybe you should put up a sign. And then later he does, in fact, put up a sign. That yeah. says, Do not sit, Do next, not to sit next to Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I already called Ryder Strong Sean on accident. Um, yep. I think you already said that you're not a boy meets world uh i am not person i, I watch boy meets world okay i didn't so yeah Ryder strong is our main character his name's paul obviously sean is his name in boy meets world and <laughs> uh, boy meets world had ended um in 2000 so probably he, he went straight from there to filming this this came out wide in 2002 so it probably you know he still looks pretty young i mean he by the end of boy meets world they were all playing like in college already and like maybe they were about that age too but like obviously they they aged them in that and in this they downplayed their age a little bit but um i think in the beginning they try to do a bunch of like save the cat type things that make you be like oh he's our main character we like him he's nice um (laughs) he's petting random dogs he doesn't uh get mad at dennis for biting him he you know i don't know Seems less racist than the others. He's, he's the nice guy trying to yeah. get the girl. He is yeah. 23. Trying to get out of the friend zone. Yeah. Okay. So just about there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought he was fine. Um, his character just becomes horrible as the movie oh goes on. God, but yeah. I mean, it starts off strong, I guess. There's not, there, there's, there's not one character. And I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm sure it was probably by design, but like there's you usually in, uh, you feel like in a lot of these movies, there's eventually, one character that you're like rooting for to win or survive or whatever. And all the characters in this are terrible. <laughs> They're all yeah. assholes. They all yell. And I mean, we swear on the podcast too, but uh, they don't need to, they swear like every other word. It seems like in this movie unnecessarily. Yeah. I am. Um, it's funny. Cause I'm sure he was trying to uh, say like, I'm not on that kids show anymore. You know, like I'm, I'm an adult. Look at me. I'm in this scary movie. And you know, all the kid stars or, or young adults that are on shows like that for a long time, they either, you know, try to stick with it or just go away or try to do this, like, you know, split away from what they were doing before. And uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely split away from it. I don't know how successful it was in the long run. (laughs) I do. It wasn't. <laughs> I like, I yeah, I don't know what he's up to nowadays, but well, he was on Girl Meets World. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, oh yeah, and he, so he did. Broke uh, away. He, he, I think he's mostly doing voiceover now. He totally broke away. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, no, I thought he was fine in this movie. Actually, um, yeah. I think I think like uh, honestly, the the acting isn't terrible. I feel like everyone is doing their role well like even the guy who's screaming and annoying the whole time like he's doing a good job of being that dude (laughs) yeah i don't think it's the acting i feel like it's more just their like dialogue or their character that is just bad yeah for sure Uh. i think that the first hermit that they hermit that they run into his acting is pretty bad henry the hermit well he doesn't have to do very much but yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah there was like a 
a cold open or not cold open because the credits come first but there was like an opening scene where that guy comes upon his uh, dog and he's like trying to feed it this fox and i'm like yeah. dude that dog is dead but <laughs> yeah. he's like come on buddy wake up here's some food and then he's like oh I know. you're dead i was like, like he's so obviously dead there's like yeah. blood everywhere and he's just like wake up buddy i brought you some food oh yeah. god his insides are gone yeah <laughs> they're all goopy that was really funny. I did kind of like that opening though. It's, it's little. It's like uh, you know the music there is really tense and creepy in the uh-huh. in the opening titles, and then uh, you know I I do I do like that you know he he was clearly trying to go for like these seventies horror vibes in this movie, yep. and I do feel like he kind of succeeded at that. Um, and so I kind of liked that uh, that feeling of like the lake shot, and then this d- weird dude walking in the woods, and just the creepy mm-hmm. music, and very unsettling. Like you don't know yet what's happening, and um, I thought that was a good little cold open moment. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and a portion, but not all, of the score is by Angelo Badalamenti from oh, yeah. Twin Peaks and all the other David Lynch uh, collaborations. Yeah, you, can, um, you can tell, uh, particularly in one scene, exactly which which music is his. Um, in the, the, the love moment, which yes. was really kind of gross there. I watched the, um, I watched the, some of the behind the scenes and in that thing, he was talking about how like he, yeah, one of the main themes I contributed was called the, well, it was the love theme or the, the red love theme or the red love blood theme. And then he's like, or what we like to call the finger bang misfire. And I was like, Oh God. <laughs> That's so yeah. Wait, Eli Ross said that or Angelo? Said Angelo that? said that in the, oh, in the behind the scenes, and then he, and then he plays it on piano while they like uh, show him doing it. Alrighty. So yeah, hey, that's I mean, the name of the cue, is, I guess. This is where this is where Sean, writer Sean Strong, his character, uh, goes from like, okay, maybe he's good to to real rapey very quickly. Oh, yeah, man. I kept like, it seemed like she could tell he was doing something but i was like i'm gonna need her to open her eyes or start kissing him or something to indicate that she is awake and aware of (laughs) what's happening and definitely did not happen until he started screaming yeah (laughs) Yeah, that is a very gross scene for multiple reasons um but uh, yeah that's a big turning point in the movie um what else happens before that, though? We get, uh, you know, uh, they completely uh, alienate themselves from the shop owners uh, by being complete assholes and then stealing a Snickers bar. Yeah, and we get that horrible. Um, I don't even know if you guys want to mention it. I guess I mentioned it, and now the the shopkeeper has that. You know, you think he's horribly racist. The, the, the whole racist switcheroo is yeah, what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Which had, when it comes back at the end, I was like, what? It just means that the shopkeeper's not racist, but the director and writer are. <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah, I thought that was a weird. Uh, like, yeah, he, he says basically like, oh, these things are for the for hunting season or whatever. And they're like, what about that rifle? And he's like, that's for the N words or whatever. And it's like, oh, come on, man. And then they're all like, you racist pieces of shit. Like we're getting out of here. And at the end of the movie, the end of the movie, they, they tip their hat to this because then there's the, the music, there's a music hit of, <laughs> of like horrible it's so bad. music. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of hip hop music comes in and then, uh, this group of black friends comes in and they've, they've, they're picking up the rifle that this guy restored for them, I guess. Yeah. Is the joke. And it's not, this movie is weird. Uh, it has, it's clearly like, like trying to be funny at certain points, but, uh, I feel like none of the jokes really land. 
Uh, I mean, me. tonally, it was just so all over the place. Like, yeah. it, it's one thing to be like, you know, horror movie with some comic relief moments. It's another thing to just not know what the deal is. And just <laughs> yeah. like, like, you get whiplash, like, you know, you're like, ah, I don't know what's happening. It's really odd. I mean, like, the, you know, even the, the, the fact that, like, you know, Eli Roth was, like, good friends with the, uh, I think he was friends with David Lynch, and that's how he got Angelo to do the score uh and, and i do feel like having his score and even some moments in the movie do have kind of a weird twin peaksy vibe to them like yeah like the weird deputy uh guy mm-hmm. and uh the, the the lady killing the pig yeah and and like the later moment with dennis that is just like what is going on right yeah. now <laughs> it's like there's not enough of it to be like okay that's what this is yeah but is yeah so movie. it's it's weird yeah it's there. It's like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not all of one thing. It's trying to be a lot of different things and it succeeds, it succeeds in kind of being its own thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if that thing necessarily works, but <laughs> I think it could have worked in 2002, but yeah. watching it with 2020 eyes, I'm like, ah, <laughs> what state does this take place in again? Who knows? Uh, that's a good question. Let me see if I can figure that out. Well, it doesn't matter. But my main point is that this backwoods convenience store on the way to the cabin is fully stocked with arrogant bastard from Stone Brewery in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. They're walking out with those boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> um, uh, they provided a lot of promotional consideration, apparently, according to the credits. But uh hmm. Yeah, it's um they they make a bet to only drink beer and uh, not drink anything else for the rest of the weekend, which it turns out is a very smart choice. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was yep. really funny. I was like, that seems like something that uh, people like this would actually do. That that yes, that that felt like a very real moment to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, yeah. I, I bet you I can't drink anything other than beer. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um. This is the moment where we get uh, the introduction to my namesake for the episode. Graham. Grim. Grim shows up to f- totally face everybody. What does that mean? Is that a slang word that people knew? Yeah, it was like a slang for when someone totally like, you know, um, made fun of you so hard, like, you know, ripped you a new one kind of thing. Like, oh, man, you've been faced. faced? Like you yeah, got to face the music? Or I'm no. I'm facing you're, you you're, you're like like you've been this. like you've been burned you got burned it was like that like oh shit you got burned and it was sort of his like feast yeah <laughs> just like how he does I just don't know why I think I think, it, I think it's just oh, okay. oh, I think it's and from what's in your scratch face. moded scratch moded that uh, I you're like know. I think I think it's like it's like if you're a DJ and like I'm treating you like a record like I'm disrespecting you I'm scratching you oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Urban Dictionary has a bunch of, uh, you know, different uh, things for faced, but it, the one I think it is is the, the act of telling someone off or completely humiliating them. All yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy just comes to, like, be weird and, like, to see the fact that there's an angry dog around. Yeah, it was super weird. I mean, it's just like a Eli Roth cameo thing, and then he gets to be... <laughs> later put up in cool like half body makeup <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he's also in the movie as like when they're all telling ghost stories right oh yeah that was a weird that's a that's another totally weird moment in the movie like yeah where yeah Ryder strong's character is like talking about 
this uh, bowling alley he used to go to when he was a kid. And like one night, uh, some guy broke in and tied up all the employees and hit him over the head with a ball peen hammer and made him a watch. And there's these weird, like, avant-garde type flashbacks of like everything's in black and it's like really creepy. Yeah. Um, it's very strange. Very strange. And then it turns out it was all just like a ghost story that they're trying to tell around the fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess before this, Bert has killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got the shot of bur- dude instead yeah, of a squirrel. We yeah. buried we buried the lead there. <laughs> let's got- let's talk a little bit about Bert. Uh, oh, Bert is the um, Avatar Archangel of all frat douchebags. <laughs> He's uh he's played by James DeBello in the movie. Um, yeah, and he is playing the part perfectly, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> you want you like the whole movie. You hate that guy so much, and you just want him to shut up. And I'm sure he's like, I'm sure he's like a nice dude in real life. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the, the this movie is like he's the most hated person for sure. Um, he always like he's a type of personality that you know, immediately escalates things into the most horrible situation. It makes everything worse without even doing anything. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah, yell at you like, and call you stupid. Stealing for no reason, like wants to fight everybody, like starts a fire. Yeah. Brought like, a gun. Takes a gun. A real gun, apparently for whatever. Reason. Yep. <sighs> yeah. He's, he's a real shit bag, <laughs> uh, but him and the weird young deputy were both in uh, Detroit rock city with each other. Oh, really? Yeah, which I was like, oh, like he seems vaguely familiar to me. I liked how also the... no, go ahead. Uh, sorry, this is I I checked it, but this was from the IMDb trivia. Bert's <laughs> shirt, which says "Ripe on six thirteen oh four," yeah, is apparently the date that the Olsen twins turned eighteen. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> he's got that shirt, and he's got a hat that says "Fu" on it, like you know, some sort of school. Yeah. <laughs> F you. Get it, you guys, get it. Um yeah, he's terrible. Uh but um, they hate they hate him. Yeah. Everyone hates him. Yeah, Everyone. I I'm like these people don't even really seem to like each other that much even though they're on this trip. Like the 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 couple that's having sex doesn't seem like they're really that far along in their relationship. Like the main character and the like, you know, virgin madonna karen girl yeah is like <laughs> she she's they're not even a couple and then they have this guy that no one seems to like <laughs> at all yeah he's just causing trouble from the very word go he's hiding cigarettes from the girl and like yeah <laughs> um it's pretty bad but he yeah he's the one who kind of like kicks things off in a bad way when he shoots accidentally shoots the the hermit hermit guy um, out Herbert. in the woods, Herbert, <laughs> the Sherbert guy, <laughs> the Sherbert man, um, and that that comes back to haunt them in a bad way. Yeah, uh, haunt them all, really. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same night, right? Yeah, it's the same night. Uh, Grim has left because it started to rain, and he went to go pack up some shit around. He he says, "I have like four thousand dollars worth of gear around my tent i need to go pack up and it's like that seems like a good way to get robbed <laughs> yeah, just leave it there I would not. no just announce it to this group of people you oh know, yeah really that, that too that too um and then he knocks on the door and it turns out it was the hermit that uh bert shot uh when he was out squirrel hunting yeah uh, and this guy looked all <laughs> fucked up and it was the guy from earlier who had the dog whose insides were goop 
Goop dog. Goop dog. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he first answered the door and Bert is like trying to pretend like he's going to hide his face or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's so dumb. Like the guy, I mean, the guy does take like a couple minutes to recognize it's him, I guess, but still. <laughs> well, and then Bert immediately is like, he's sick. We got to shut him out. We can't help him at all. And it's like, I mean, Yes, I guess that it maybe is the smart thing to do, but there's really no evidence that this is like an airborne thing. If just from looking at the no, guy, the and only you reason shot he, him. Yeah, the only reason he's saying that is because he doesn't want like he, he assumes the guy will die from his wounds and not be able to tell people that he's been shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's like, don't let him in here because like I don't want to take responsibility for shooting a man twice. Yeah, but instead, some genius left the keys in the truck. <laughs> So, yeah, the hermit goes I, and tries to escape. And, that way. and so they all know what they I know what you did last summer, this man <laughs> uh, and proceed to immediately <laughs> hit him, stab him and then set him on fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it plays like a joke. Every, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Not it's not Bert like getting out of hand. It's <laughs> they all get together and they're like, OK, we got we're, we're all in. We're doing this. Yeah. They're all like, get away from me, man. Get back. Back up, man. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't come near me. And then, yeah, next thing you know, an, he's on fire. It's, and, like, they don't even, like, make an effort to show, like, it was an accident or, like, oh, this went wrong. Like, somebody didn't mean to throw something or, like, actually set him on fire. It's like, nope, this is fully intentional. Like, they're, I mean, they were defending to- themselves. He was, He did keep, you know, coming toward them or whatever, but... Yeah, it's pretty I mean, bad. I mean, defending yourselves when you have a baseball bat and then setting him on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the girls at least feel kind of bad. Um, ish. Yeah, a bit. everyone else is just like, "You fucked up my car. What the hell, yeah. man? What were you doing?" <laughs> Don't shoot. He did the car. puke blood all over the car. Yeah, yeah. It was funny though. They're like, "Get out of the car!" And in, in order to do that, they're just like hitting the car with baseball bats and shit. Like, <laughs> It seems like a bad way to go about that, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So the car is fucked, and they got to go try to find help nearby uh, and see if someone could call a tow truck or something. And this is where we get that weird scene with the lady, like, killing the pig. Yeah. I mean, they bail when they see that it's her, what, her brother or something that is the guy that they killed. Yeah. But honestly, like, just wait until she radios for help, you know, like, how's she going to find out in the next two seconds? It would have been fine. She's like, Henry knows about the ordinance. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, didn't they, didn't the other girl like canoe across the, the lake by herself to meet them there first? No. Yeah. She <laughs> met them at a different house. Yeah. Oh, okay. She canoes across the lake and then it turns out that they had both gone to the same place, <laughs> but I think they just walked. Yeah. I don't know why she. <laughs> she had to go all the way across like, the canoe. Okay. They wanted to show her sexily canoeing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it 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 does have that hilarious scene where she gets out of the canoe and then it's like this slow motion, like, oh my god, a house, but like the camera's really just focused on her ass as she like walks up. Yeah. Uh I thought that was uh weird. <laughs> uh and then Bert steals some jerky from the house. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Ryder Strong is talking to the youngest deputy in the world, um, uh, being real creepy. Hey, party man. Weird. Hey man, you, you got a party, man. 
got party man oh you got a girl in there and it's just like ah <laughs> this is like yeah this this guy's a really weird character uh yeah and i thought it was funny that all the police all the cops in this have like their badges just look like they're they just look like they're wearing like sewn on badges on these jumpsuits <laughs> they look like they're like a mall security force <laughs> yeah they look like security yeah i kept getting confused being like is that a, even a cop like i thought maybe that was going to be a plot twist at some point is that none of them were actually cops it was just yeah, like and it, have... yeah at the end of this interaction he just hops on a bicycle and <laughs> yeah. through the woods <laughs> Don't worry, party man. I got you. We'll you. we'll uh, we'll get you a tow truck. Yeah, and he's just and he's just like, yeah, man, just party on. Like, just keep going. It's like, and Ryder Strong seems confused why the girl that he's trying to woo uh, wants to go home and doesn't want to be up there anymore. And it's like, because you killed a man. <laughs> yeah, so you all well, killed say, a man. We'll get you a tow truck by tomorrow afternoon. It's like mm, that's not going to cut it, you know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, this is bad. Um, anyways, he uh, is so nice that he gets her a nice glass of water to calm her nerves. Yeah, and the reason that we're seeing this whole uh, extended water getting scene is because we find out right before that that the uh, the dude, the hermit guy, has you know who got burnt, uh, wandered off and fell into you know like a reservoir basically, <laughs> where all the water right. for the town is coming from. It just made me think like. Oh, thank God COVID's not in the water oh yet, God. you know, because I'll be yeah. like, oh, shit. This was kind of uh, a, a bad movie to watch at this moment where we're being extremely germ phobic and everything. Because I was just like, this movie is so gross. Like all the fluids going everywhere. All the fluids going everywhere. And then like the, the one friend who I think they're trying to make him seem like a dick. He's just like, I'm not going to be next interview. I'm not doing it. Like I like like promoting the field. It's like, no, he's the he's right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It was, he was being a little extreme. Um, yeah. I love that yeah. scene when he leaves, though. It's so funny. He's like, not yeah. me. Not me. You're not good. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. You. He just keeps putting a handkerchief yeah. over his mouth and yeah. running around. It's like, I don't think that's going to work. But, it's okay. like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> like, insist on, <laughs> insist on touching her. Now your blood's all over you. Yeah. Uh, I thought his, his performance was really funny in that moment. Um, but yeah, so Karen drinks the water. Uh, and that's where... Things really go downhill. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not the murdering a dude part. <laughs> Things yeah. get worse. No, it's, the, it's, oh, it's the water. Yeah. Uh, and so she becomes patient zero in the cabin. She's the first one to get the fever in the cabin. Yep. And we find out through that gross scene we were talking about earlier. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and they all turn but, on her real quick. <laughs> yeah, as soon as she reveals she's infected, they are all horrible to her even the girl even Ryder strong they're just like i mean the two dudes are a lot worse but i mean they all agree to put her on a mattress in a shed outside and lock her in there for the entire night because she's infected (laughs) i'm like okay i don't care what the disease is you don't do that to your friend or really anyone who's a human <laughs> yeah. person. Like, and, that, and it, like, you know, her, uh, you know, wannabe boyfriend, uh, Ryder Strong's character doesn't put, say any, like he doesn't put up any fight about doesn't like, put up a fight. Hey, man, we should try to help her. Like, so, like, no. wait, like why can't the car drive at this point? Is it just that it's gross and they don't want to go in there? Uh, cause uh, they no, drive it's broken they, cause they hit it or whatever. Right? They drive Shot it later. It. Yeah, but doesn't yeah, he like he's work fixing on it? it? Yeah, he works on it a bit. Uh, that Bert guy fixes it up. All right. But yeah, I mean, if someone is that sick, 
like you just start walking uh you forget the car forget mm-hmm. waiting overnight that's not no good you know like it's just yeah get you get her to a hospital immediately yeah and i mean who knows we all hope that we would do the right thing i guess we're being tested right now slightly with covid and there are plenty <laughs> of people in this country that probably think those two white guys were just doing fine and looking out for number one but uh <laughs> i hope that we none of us would behave so horribly if if the other was uh infected with a mysterious disease it's pretty bad it's pretty bad <laughs> here's your dirty mattress care and now get in the fucking shed <laughs> <laughs> and not only do they put her in the shed and so they lock her in there with yeah. chains she's like is that really necessary like uh you walked her out there she she was not happy but she went of her own free will you know like yeah. and then they lock her in so she can't even get out if a dog is coming to attack her or whatever and i'm pretty sure uh we don't see any further scenes of anyone bringing her water or food or helping her out or to anything take a yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's just in there to die <laughs> lying in her own excrement and like yeah you know, just, and, and goop yep yeah yep, yep yeah real nice such good <laughs> friends known her for 12 years yep yeah <laughs> nailing it yeah so um let's see blonde guy runs away mm-hmm. and the uh, i don't remember what the fat guy did he ran away for some reason Oh, he ran to the. He drove to the convenience store, right? Well, something? yeah, because he he uh, starts to notice that he uh, also he is getting sick. Yeah, he drove away and just left them, even though he could have taken the girl with him at that point and gone to the hospital. But um, this makes the other girl sad, and um, you know <laughs> so when she's sad, <laughs> she needs to be comforted. No, it just makes you want to like look to the closest person next to you and just like you know rip their clothes yeah. off or whatever she says <laughs> rip their skin off rip their skin yeah which is what he does to her kind of uh and this was so fucked up because like uh, this is the if point you where to see a joyless and emotionless <laughs> sex scene watch both the sex scenes in this movie yeah <laughs> but this is the point where it's like you know if paul was like a normal character he'd be like no uh i need to check on karen like my, yeah this girl that i really like i need to make sure she's okay like get away from me uh aren't you dating this other dude i know yeah, or just like oh i know you're upset but you're just you know you're not thinking rationally right now or yeah whatever, there's not you know, one like... word said the next scene is like them in bed having sex yeah <laughs> and he even says oh you don't use condoms and she's i forget why she, got, she what says i'm she's, healthy she says i'm oh, clean yeah. or something like that yeah no she says i'm healthy and then after they have sex he pours listerine on them <sighs> Yeah, to to, to stop because it's, it's. I mean, what would that do? <laughs> they zoom in on it, it and it says like kill. It says yeah. kill. Like, it would it would feel like stingy. I imagine it would, it would not feel good. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, doesn't he go like ah when he does? It? Yeah, he does. <laughs> um. It's just weird. That's a weird scene too. Like, what is that about? Yeah, uh, I think it was just if it's a cabin in the woods movie, there has to be too sexy. Yeah, but I'm mean, like, is that supposed to be funny? It's played like it's supposed to be a, like a funny gag, him pouring the listerine on himself. And is like because he thinks that she's a. It's played as if he thinks she's a whore, and that's why he's doing it. Like not even really because of the virus. Right. That's what I thought. Anyway. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Oh so, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think he's thinking about the virus at all in that moment. Uh. <sighs> Just like she's not thinking about the virus later on when she's shaving her legs. Um, <laughs> this is the this is the scene that like haunted me for a long time after when I first saw the movie. Because and it's funny because um, going back to it in my mind, I 
thought that it was way more graphic than it is. Like it looks so. It looks a little fakey. With, yeah. I was watching this with Abby, and she thought the same thing. She was like, she was like, I remember this being so much worse because this traumatized me ever since I saw. Yeah, it. and I was, I just remember being like, oh my god, that was a gross thing, and it like, you know, giving me like chills and stuff watching it, and just I was not looking forward to seeing that scene again. But then, yeah, watching it now, it's like, oh, it looks really obvious, like that they're just. It's just makeup and not. Yeah, because the shaving doesn't actually cause any yeah. of the damage. She just kind of like uses the shaver to wipe away the cream, and then like, oh no, I'm injured. Like you keep yeah. thinking that you're gonna see the her naked, and then that's gonna be you know really painful. But they just didn't have the budget for that. And she just and she just keeps going. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's gotta re- look good. I think it was more like you know at the time that was really. Uh, shocking i think <laughs> and uh and i i mean it seriously was that was like the one scene that i vividly remember from that movie um and maybe now you know we're all just a little bit more desensitized to all that um so seeing it now it's kind of like eh. yeah i just remember even the thought of it like afterwards when i first saw it, like, it was just like, chills i can't think of it yeah uh and then after this Ryder Schrunk goes and spies on another person's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was another weird scene. Weird because yeah, like after he has sex with her, he's like, "No, I got to go take care of her now." I guess I don't know. I, we got to get her help. Um, and so he's like, then he's just looking into this room, and there's this woman who's completely naked using like a candle snuffer. <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Time to go to bed. <laughs> Let me turn off these Snuffing three candles." Candle one. <laughs> Candle too. Candle shotgun. Who you're looking at my wife? Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I get it. He's scared of the guy who has a gun. He runs away, but it's like your friend is close to death. Like, I think you, you know, stand your ground and tell the guy, like, no, really, like, you need to call an ambulance. Yeah, he was like, like, I wasn't, I wasn't looking, like, whatever, like, even though he was. Yeah. <laughs> I like, too, that the, the, you know, he, he runs out of there, like, <laughs> and then, like, the very next scene, like, is cut with him, like, running that same speed back, like, and arriving in the cabin that it makes it look like the house was just, like, right next door, two feet yeah. away or something. And he's like, oh, God, I just almost got killed. Yeah. Insanity. If he had a Game Boy Advance, they had cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the one, the rich guy had a cell phone, but it didn't work. Just walk, uh, to your point, just walk further. But I mean, yeah. this movie's not about logic. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we do, yeah. Uh, we do need to talk about my favorite, what, my favorite uh, moment in the movie. Okay. Um, which we kind of glossed over a little bit. Uh, there's, there's the part when, um, when Bert goes back to the um, the hillbilly, you know, like general, oh, yeah. general store, and uh, it's like one of the most famous scenes. I yeah, think. yeah, and uh, you know, it's the same people there, and you know, he gets out and he's trying to get everyone to you know get him help, and of course, you got Dennis sitting on his uh, sitting on his bench there, and um, all of a sudden, Dennis looks up at Bert and he's like. He screams pancakes and then like what ensues is this, this <laughs> insane like the the music is like boom, boom, down, 
it's like slow motion yeah. karate <laughs> and he's like yeah. doing this like he's doing all these kick flips and flipping around and i'm just like as bert's standing there like get away from me <laughs> and it's just such an out there like uh moment that i was like i, I actually kind of love this because it's so fucking weird um <laughs> and it's just like a trippy yeah this was another moment where i was like this is some weird david lynch type shit where it's just like yeah like what is happening here? Um, and then the kid like slowly gets closer and the dad's like, Dennis, no. <laughs> and he like bites his hand. He bites his hand. And then the look of sh- like shock on Dennis's face is awesome too. Cause all of a sudden he's like, he realizes that something's totally wrong. He's like, it's bad blood. Yeah. And then there's this hilarious, like if you get Dennis sick, that's your problem. And if I get sick, that's my problem. I don't know, man. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that this movie, we're getting to the point where I think the thing that's interesting to me about this movie is that like, I think it's, it's trying to do the, I think they thought that this was the coolest choice at the time. So the, it would be interesting to watch a movie, a seventies cabin in the woods movie where everyone in the cabin were actually, were actually bad people. And like it turns out that like we we ended up rooting for them to be killed, and then the, the people you know the evil hillbillies. I mean Tucker and Dale versus evil is this movie, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like the people from the the hillbillies are actually pretty nice people. And yeah. This movie kind of does that. Like at the end of the movie, they try to make it seem like oh they're normal, and then they're like oh the police are actually kind of corrupt, and like they don't want to do anything. <laughs> it's like okay, kind of corrupt. <laughs> yeah, but then then the the movie ends with basically nothing, nobody being redeemable, and everybody ends up getting sick. Like, <laughs> and I think that they think that that's like well, like that's like the that's the most fucked up. That's the coolest like film school like ending, and it's kind of just like just kind of cancels everything out for me everything just kind of cancels each other out uh, yeah you bring up that everyone in the end gets sick and that is through the mechanism of a child's lemonade uh, yes so while we're discussing (laughs) lemonade girl lemonade boy and dennis let's do a child star check-in um dennis was is matthew helms um he had been cast in the movie apparently eli roth saw him practicing his karate or something and was like wow man you're really good at karate we should like let you do that in the movie and that's how they came up with this scene uh it was not like something that had been planned prior Uh, so i mean on the one hand it's like okay that's nice like he did something nice for the kid but like I i don't know whatever um but uh, he grew up and now he is actually a professional ballet dancer at the Boulder Ballet in Colorado and oh. a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, and if you want to see, you can go to his Instagram at Ballet Cowboy. Um, he is very like nice. athletic for sure. And he's, you know, throwing ballerinas up in the air. And, and how's the things. how's the hair looking? these days uh it looks more normal uh, dang <laughs> it's it. no longer sun bleach and it's short probably for ballet reasons yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but so yeah he's done quite well for himself um lemonade girl jana farmer uh i'm not exactly sure what she's up to now but at the time this movie came out uh her local paper did an entire feature about how she got the scene and she was so excited and her mom made her a scrapbook of pictures with her with eli roth and Ryder strong and all the uh you know her dressing room sign and her scripts and everything 
And uh, she said that she, in the future, she hoped to be a movie star because she liked playing all the different kinds of roles. Or her mom said she also wants to work at Subway because she likes the way they make their sandwiches. <laughs> or. So, so either way, she was going to be an artist. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And finally, Lemonade Boy, uh, Dalton McGuire, um, I suppose grew up and became a police officer for the Winston-Salem Police Department in North Carolina. Oh. Uh, in September of 2018, he shot a 60-year-old black man during a routine traffic stop. No. Uh, <laughs> um, what? And although uh, also, there's video, you can watch the video because oh, they released it. No. He's got his body cam on. Oh. And right before he shoots the guy, the body cam falls off and points away so that you don't know you know how justified he was in shooting him but the guy died and this uh, might be the worst one i i know some (laughs) of the kids have died but this is pretty bad Uh, and there's been some some domestic violence there's been some (laughs) grim ones yeah Oh, Officer McGuire was resolved of any wrongdoing by, um, you know, the police department's investigation. However, the police department did settle uh, a $20,000 wrongful death suit with the man's family. So, wow. And apparently he is back on active duty or at no. least was about a year ago. Ugh. So, yeah, lemonade boy. That's that's <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh well, yikes! <laughs> Off of that terrible news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How do you even pivot from that? <laughs> <laughs> let's go back into blood and gore. Let's go, yeah, let's go talk. Let's talk about when when Bert checks to see if his I dick mean, is rotting. Just imagine <laughs> me finding this though. I'm like, all right, cool, ballet dancer. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, uh, you know, this is a funny article. Oh, that, and then I'm that, like, that's a oh, cute no. subway story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! My, no. <laughs> Anyways, one of the yeah, other, one the of the other star check-in for this movie. Yeah, man, yeah. One of the other scenes I actually uh do remember too from seeing it originally is the scene where um stupid writer strong character Paul uh sees that the hermit's body has been uh you know fallen <laughs> oh, into God. the reservoir and instead of just being like, "Yep, that's probably him." I mean, I could tell from here that it's burnt and uh, I don't know who else's body would randomly be here, but no, he has to go and try to poke it and turn it over and maybe see if he could tell who it is. And in doing so, falls into this goopy, gross water. And that was another moment where I was just like, ew, 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 ew. That is the moment. That is the most terrifying m- moment in the movie. It really is. I actually yelled like, Ugh! Yeah, because you know, like, he's like, like <laughs> it's really, it's really like, and like you've, like you've been next to like a scummy pond or something Ugh. like that. And you're just like, boy, I really don't want to go in there. Um, and yeah, that would, that would be my, that's my nightmare. Not that's even a scummy I mean, pond. If by some blood. chance he had not already contracted the disease from the unprotected Oh yeah, sex, he got it. He got it in the water. <laughs> yeah. He super got it. <laughs> yeah. Super got it. Yeah. So that was super gross. Um, and uh, he still has time to be like, oh, no, a reservoir. Um, and then run <laughs> off into the to try to tell everyone. And then he shows up all bloody uh, at where the cop is really grossly getting underage girls drunk. <sighs> oh, he did also discover that both girls have been eaten by the dog. Yes. <laughs> yes. Correct. That was yeah. so sick. Oh, there's a funny story about the dog. Uh, it, one of the funniest things in the behind the scenes is like they had originally a totally different dog called Jake the dog who had apparently been in like the movie Black Dog with Patrick Swayze or whatever. And uh, 
But this That's the dog, truck driving movie. Yeah. But this dog was terrible. And, they, and then they had to like fire the dog and get the one that they have now. But they have footage. Oh. They have footage of the dog, the original dog in there. And it's just like, you know, Eli Roth is like, I just love that. You know, I love that movie. And I was like, it can connect me to Patrick Swayze kind of. And so I was like, I got to get that dog. But unfortunately, I didn't look at any photos or video. And so they had the dog there filming. And it turns out the dog is like fat and like just super like happy and never got angry enough or anything for any of the scenes. So they have all these hilarious scenes of the trainer being like, growl, growl, Jack, growl. And he's just sitting there like, <laughs> and then everyone on set laughing. Um, but obviously they fixed it in the end, but I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And he sees that the, whatever the, uh, slutty or girl, um, she had been completely torn to bits. Um, but the other girl was still like kind of alive. And so he like is going to mercy kill her. But instead of just doing it with like the rifle that is in his hand, <laughs> he decides to use a shovel and beat her head multiple times so that the blood splurts onto his face. Yeah. Well, he has to save the ammunition for the zombies. No, wait, the monsters. No, wait. <laughs> His friends. They're just no re- regular people. <laughs> Nobody. But you think you'd Sick spare people. one bullet to put her out of her misery <laughs> as quickly no, I, as possible? You absolutely hey, she, would. She turned over and she was smiling, so I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> she seemed happy. Apparently that actress actually like had you know, like close to a panic attack and started crying just when they revealed the makeup to her because it was so like oh, disgusting. The makeup was really cool in that moment, actually. Uh, yeah. She's like super like the flesh has been eaten she away. looks like the dead alive uh vhs cover. yeah yeah it's like just her <laughs> teeth yeah pretty cool um what i did like the uh we were talking briefly about that like weird underage party that the deputy is at and this is another yeah. like another strange comedy beat in this movie where like there's all these people like playing guitar and the one dude's like uh playing harmonica and right when they like you know, they get a call over the radio like, if you see this guy, shoot him on sight. And he's, and you know, uh, Ryder Strong's character starts to get closer and they all start to fight. And the one guy swings a guitar or something or a bat and hits this dude who, for whatever reason, right while this fight is going on, is still playing the harmonica like nothing's <laughs> happening. And the harmonica goes into his throat. And then he's like, yeah, it's like he's choking on it. But you hear the harmonica like, <laughs> like coming out of his throat the whole rest of the scene. <laughs> and he's like the end of moment of the scene is him going like, and then falling over. Yeah. Which was like, what? Um, I did like the deputy's explanation about what happened with the tow truck too. That was pretty funny. Yep. Um, so yeah, after, uh, lying down in front of a semi truck, Sean, uh, finally gets to the hospital and, um, at this point, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening with this movie anymore. Is he hallucinating? Is it just this weird? We see a giant bunny costume man giving pancakes to Dennis, who is lying in the hospital bed. Um, it's like, unclear what? how the reality of that situation. That could be actually happening, yeah. Uh, I did like that there were like, people outside the hospital just like staring at his body that's been dumped there and one lady like walks up sees it and just walks away yeah the guy in the wheelchair like the doctors around. come running out like. <laughs> yeah that was kind of funny <laughs> um yeah 
what happens to him? The, the, the cops find out what's going on and they, yeah, he wakes up and the cops are like, you got to tell us where you got this disease. And they think that he's speaking nonsense. Cause he just says, uh, something about the, the hermit man looking like Bert's burnt marshmallow. And they, they're just like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, let's just kill him and dump him. <laughs> yeah. The deputy yep. takes him back out and he gets dumped in the side of the, and he's like, sorry, bro. I don't have a water. I only got a 40. <laughs> yeah. Hey, party man! Looks like you party too hard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is where the uh, we we see the true face of the cops in the uh, the area as well as they go back and uh, totally cover their tracks and kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the, the one dude who only drank beer was totally fine. Goes to see all his friends are dead and does not react in a way like, "My God, they're gone." He's just like, "I fucking made it." Yeah. I did, I did, I did. I did. <laughs> And it's like it's like you're still at the scene of the crime. Like I would get the fuck out. The music That's is definitely going to be all of us. Like after the coronavirus, we're like, yeah. oh, I did it, I made it. And then some, like the the earthquake is gonna, the big one is going to come oh, or something God. or like a comet or. You I know. love the way the music was swelling. Like he had just like in a sports movie, like dun, 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 yeah. And then he gets like totally obliterated by the cops when he goes outside. <laughs> Rightfully so, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> That actor, by the way, apparently kept having some sort of eye injury like multiple times. And so he kept having to like go to the hospital. And that's why they like decided to not use him as much as the oh, other just have him people. like walk away. Yeah. yeah. And also like because of him, they filmed a lot of the interior stuff that was supposed to be night, like uh, day for night or whatever. Yeah. And um, that poor girl in the leg shaving scene i guess had to film it like in the middle of the night in cold water and she kept arguing with eli roth about how much nudity there was gonna be and blah 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 Uh, like you know bummer but yeah that actor joey kern uh the guy with the blonde hair when i looked at his imdb i saw a sequel that like it takes a lot for us to say they made how many of those (laughs) right right but this guy apparently starred in easy rider 2 and i was like there's an easy rider 2 what oh boy oh boy so uh put that on our list for the future still riding easy yeah we'll get to it at some point i'm sure yeah um well i mean that pretty much brings us to the end we get yeah we get uh we get the whole like the whole town is doomed and apparently they're shipping out like down home spring water to the rest of the world uh and everyone's gonna get the uh, flesh eating disease it's, yep uh it's it's funny like every time the every time our main characters came to the general store there was nobody there but at the end of the movie it's like everyone and their mother is there <laughs> Yeah, it's like a party's happening. And there's buying, like a, there's buying a lemonade. Yeah, I mean, based on what happened to Lemonade Boy, maybe racism was the virus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I th- no was there, was there, me- <laughs> <laughs> their method and whether or not there were uh, flesh-eating viruses in the water for the lemonade, I still don't think they should have been going to the creek and just filling up the water. <laughs> <like that>. No. <laughs> I don't think that was a, a great recipe a recipe for uh, amazing lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, um did you see the there is a post credits thing too, Tyler? Did you actually see it? No. <laughs> I did. It's Tyler. basically just more people uh it's more people drinking the uh lemonade and I think that's when the truck drives away, right? 
Oh, uh, okay. Because I was oh, like, that's I don't, not the one I saw. I was like, yeah. I don't remember them shipping it to around the world. Yeah, me neither. Oh, I I, I, watch, I did watch the, the uh, unrated director's cut, so yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that had that then. Um, the after credit scene for me was just the old uh, store owner going like word like and being like i just can't say it like they can or whatever oh god oh yeah that was yeah. not it. that was not even in my movie that i oh, saw okay yeah the one the one that i saw it ends with like more it shows like even more people drinking the lemonade and then like a guy hops in like a semi truck and it and it drives away and you see the semi is labeled like down home spring water and it drives off and you're like oh, oh, shit. oh shit it's going everywhere yeah time for some sequels <laughs> Right, right, right. It's true. What? Um, true. Yeah. Uh, do you know what else is different in the director's cut? Um, I, you know, I didn't. Uh, I, I looked at the list and it didn't seem like a ton of like. Uh, Does Eli Roth play yet another character? <laughs> no, it didn't seem like there was a ton of differences. Apparently, the director's cut uh, was released on the back of like um, the popularity of Inglorious Bastards. Um, you know, oh, that he, makes sense. he was in that movie and he was able to. Uh, be like, I want to put out my director's cut that originally played a TIFF. Um, so. Apparently, there's also a family-friendly cut. I did watch that. There's a family-friendly cut where introduced by, uh, jokingly introduced by Eli Roth saying like, oh, you know, the powers that be said we should make a, a bunch of different cuts, and here's the family cut. And it's literally like one minute of them like driving in the beginning opening and where they all have their heads on Ryder Strong's shoulders. And then it says the end. <laughs> That's all oh. it is. <laughs> so it's That's totally great. I had no idea because I just saw it in like Ryder Strong's filmography or whatever. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's totally That's just really a funny. joke special feature thing. Yeah. That's great. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think, you know, there was just uh, maybe a couple of shots further of gore, apparently like the scene where Bert gets his head shut off, like in the regular version, they just cut away and you don't see it actually happen. In this version, you can see it get blown up. Oh, apparently the one of those um, hillbillies gets thrown in the basement too at some point. Oh yeah. He does. He does get thrown in the basement and the cops come and shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when the cops say, Oh, there's another guy in the basement. You're like, what? But then they just don't address it. And then I guess they put it back in the director's cut. Oh yeah. yeah. The director's cut, like the third guy, the first guy that they shoot, they pull him into the basement. Yeah. I did. What was look, the deal with the, What was the deal with the box? I missed yeah. that. Yeah. I did try to look that up because uh, I was like, yeah, what is that about? And there's all these people questioning, like, what's in the kit? What's the kit? And there's all these. I, I like. I didn't get it from the movie, but there are a lot of people posting like, oh, I think it was some sort of like inoculation thing because I think the hillbillies knew about the virus already. And I was like, I don't think that's. The case. No, I don't think so. But he he made he, you know the moment where he try, fumbles and tries to open it makes it seem like it's going to be some sort of uh, weapon or something. To yeah, he's him. like I'm going to open up like there's a demon in here. <laughs> yeah, Celis Wallace's soul. But yeah. uh, I think that was just another uh, odd uh, thing that they they had just to throw in there. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it's it says never been revealed on some of the websites. So I don't know. All right. Well, I think it's about the time that we have to talk about how many hard to get cases of arrogant bastard. IPA, would you, you give two <laughs> 2002's uh, Captain Food? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I feel like uh, I feel like you know. I kind of um, I don't I don't hate this movie. I think it's uh, I think I think you know he set out to you know emulate some of the films he liked growing up. Um, horror films like, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, you know, everyone talks about that and uh, Last House on the Left. He even used some music from that movie. In this movie, 
Um, and I feel like he kind of like, you know, he kind of lands that part of it. Um, mm-hmm. cause watching the movie, it feels kind of like of the same cloth, I guess. And, and, uh, you know, even watching it now, it feels old. Like those movies feel old to me. Um, and, uh, I do think that uh, I, I enjoy the gore and like a lot of it is really gross. And I feel like that, you know, that kind of um, is, is a success as well. But uh, I had, I do have to dock at some points because of the offensive stuff that is just, you know, very much further of the time. um, Unfortunately, still even, you know, at 2000, 2001, 2002. When this I mean, and, and that'll always happen. We'll be looking yeah. back at movies from 2020 being like, Ooh. yeah, ex- of course. Yeah. There'll be something now that we'll be like, huh? Well, but I just I don't think that. it was even like funny or pointed in any way then. Like, yeah, I there think, for shock I, value. I, I think, I think more so than now. Yeah, definitely, definitely more so than now. I think, you know, it was still like, I know people, you know, the, when that came out, I was, you know, just finishing high school and it's like, I know people, those characters would talk that way. Exactly. People, people were still saying, were still yeah, saying gay. gay like yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. I mean, that's that, yeah. unfortunately. So <laughs> I think it was very much of that time for sure. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to dock it uh, some points for that. And I think I'm going to end up on uh, five uh, hard to get uh, arrogant bastard boxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say three uh, cases of arrogant bastard driven in from San Diego. Um, yeah. Just because, yeah, I really just didn't like I agree with you that I did like all the gore and the really gross out stuff was cool and cringy and, you know, made me be like, well, you know, like and that's like what you want from a horror movie. But I just thought that like everything that wasn't that was dumb and and just like either offensive or stupid or just not well thought out. Um, Like we said, like none of these characters not that any of them have to be likable, but like maybe some of them should at least be humans that we might recognize, <laughs> you know, like these people were so horrible that you're just like, I don't know anyone who would act that way. Even people I hate, you know, yeah, yeah. like, so it's just kind of like they were very unrealistic and um, yeah. And the offensive stuff and just the way the two girls are the stupid you know, Madonna horror allegory thing going mm-hmm. on. And like, you know, once you do anything slightly sexual, you get the disease die. And it's just like, uh, you know, um, it was rough. <laughs> yeah. I hope that, you know, as we go on to see more movies in the series and I'm sure I'll see more of his movies eventually that he like gets just a little bit wider of a world view and sensibility. Maybe, maybe not, but you know, and it just seemed very broy, like oh, you know, because yes, he's like sure. so. You know, I can see that he's super into Quentin Tarantino and David Lynch, but like without that thoughtfulness. Yeah, and I think that is. Uh, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I think you know from, from what I've seen in interviews and behind the scenes, I think that is Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's how uh, he is. Enough, <laughs> you know? So yeah, we'll uh, I'm, I'm going to split the difference and say uh, four hard to get cases of arrogant bastard. I think that. Um, there's definitely a lot of tribute stuff there. I think that it it's stuck somewhere between something that's completely original and something that is a loving tribute. Uh, and I think he was trying to do both of those things. Like I said previously, I think that 
he thought it would be really cool and different. Like nobody would end a movie this way where like nobody, like nobody wins and like every, everybody is fucked up and evil. Um, and I think that that's absolutely was the choice. And he thought that was going to work. And I think that that's a choice that hasn't aged particularly well. And it kind of ends up canceling out everything that's, that's kind of there. Um, but that being said, I think that th- there's definitely, it, it's not, from lack of trying like i think it's a pretty ambitious first film i think that there's a lot of cool crazy things in there and there's certainly things that are memorable um but at the same time there are times where it's asinine and there's times where it's just plain cruel so uh i yeah i think i'm gonna go with four hard to get cases and i think that (laughs) probably if i saw it in 2002 i probably would have you know would have been 14 and thought it was fucking amazing. Yeah, Talk. exactly. You probably would not want have had a conversation with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, um, despite what we, uh, our opinions here, the movie was pretty successful mm-hmm. uh, when it came out. Um, it ended up being the, uh, according to Wikipedia at least, it said it was the highest grossing film released by Lionsgate that year. Uh, making thirty point five million worldwide, which I'm sure the budget of the movie was uh, less than was very low. So, um, yeah, that looks like the budget was one point five million. So the movie was quite successful. Um, oh damn, Saw wasn't until two thousand four. Yeah. So, yeah, damn. Okay. So, yeah. so this was there was nothing like this at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh yeah, I think it was pretty effective. I you know I, I didn't I didn't hate it. Um, didn't love it. Didn't so, hate it. So when do we get our sequel? Our sequel, uh, which is called Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever, yeah. comes out all the way in two thousand nine. So get uh, quite quite a quite a long time before quite it a comes leap. Out. <laughs> yeah, Spring Fever. Well, um, Cabin Fever, Spring Fever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really sense any particular season in this one, so I don't know how <laughs> setting well, it in was, spring it was, will make it, it was, different. It was summer; they got out of school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So now this is now it'll be spring break. Yeah. Mm, okay. Maybe more of a like a um, island island fury, a Jason Lake situation or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, just just looking. Don't don't look at yourselves, but just looking now to see when it came out. I did see who the director was, and it I did too. I just looked very interesting. interesting. So uh, don't tell yeah. me. Yeah, I won't say. Um, <laughs> also, also, I see the star is somebody I enjoy very much. Yeah, so I guess you know. I guess we'll be seeing what's happening in Spring Fever. Um, I'm hoping that they can. I mean, you know, this this has the movie has a classic sequel setup uh, where it's yeah. like, oh shit, now it's going to spread. Maybe not through the entire world, but at least further off in the, wherever state they're in or whatever. Um, so it would be well, uh, interesting to see that continue. But. And I think we've seen not just in the franchises we've done for here on Sequel Rights for the podcast, but also those that we've seen at Horror Movie Night or whatever. Like, if any genre has a real good chance to bounce farther forward than its predecessors, it's horror. <laughs> yep. I feel like there's a chance that the later sequels could surpass or, you know, um, outshine yeah. the original either, either in quality or just like audacious wild ideas. That yeah. Get thrown in. <laughs> so I am still excited to see what, what, where this goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in the meantime, you can email us, uh, any of your thoughts or questions to sequel rights at gmail.com or social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At Sequel Rights, we're also putting the entire back catalog up on YouTube and Facebook video um, now. 
Uh, I'm trying to do one every couple days. So check that out if you prefer to listen on those platforms. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you like this episode, I would recommend going back and checking out Chucky. Uh, we took a long run with Chucky last year, and there are some of our favorite episodes. So I recommend going back and checking those out. Possibly on YouTube, although I don't want to speak too soon. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll be back <laughs> next week because we got more fever for Cabin Fever. We got spring fever this time. Cabin Fever 2. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>